The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time, 817, today, Monday, the 7th of November, and this morning in studio, we have Barbara Pitto, who is the coordinator of the special Veterans Day event. And then also with us, executive director of the brand new Rutherford County Veterans Community Center, Brian Morris. Barbara, first tell us about the Veterans Day event that is coming up. Well, good morning. So most people know that 11-11 at 11 is a magic number. So this year, Veterans Day is Friday, November 11th at 11 o'clock at the downtown square, the historic Rutherford County Square. We'll be having our 26th annual Veterans Day Memorial Service. So we are excited to invite you and we know that WGNS has participated since the very beginning when LC STEM had this started. This is really nice for you to have us on today just to highlight 26 years now and I'm, I'm thinking back during COVID did it have to be canceled that year or was it two years what what occurred during the whole COVID outbreak we were so blessed to have really good weather so we could have it outdoors and have our social distancing and appropriately everybody brought bag chairs and that square there was uh, reserved for all of us and we just had a wonderful time we were very blessed so this year marking the 26th year mm-hmm. of right. the annual event again downtown square is where it'll all take place and then also with us brian morris the new veterans community center tell us more about that and how that got started so we had our grand opening on July 15th of the, uh, this year, 2022. Uh, it started about, about this time, like in October of last year. I was involved in bringing the Vietnam Memorial Wall here to uh, Murfreesboro last year. And as part of that, we had to talk to then Mayor Ketron about inviting him to come speak and inviting him to some other events. While we were talking to him earlier in the year, there's about 20 different veteran groups in Rutherford County, depending on how you count them. Everything from you know, three VFWs, three American Legions, a fly fishing group. Vietnam veterans of America. So there's a whole bunch of different groups. None of them had a home except for the VFW in Smyrna. And there's a lot of groups I didn't include, but none of them had a home except the VFW group in Smyrna. So I had thought about there should be a place for these veterans to meet. So they're not meeting at the basement of a church or that we could all kind of consolidate our resources in one facility. So when I was speaking to Mayor Ketron, we're talking to him about that. And after we got done asking, inviting him to come speak for the wall, we asked him about, you know, is there a way we could work with the county and create this veteran center? And the, the mayor gets a little twinkle in his eye and he gets up, walks out, and we're like, well, I guess we're not getting a, a building. And then he comes in, and he was telling us that um, the maintenance department just found out that they're going to move to a new building and that that building became available. So we drafted up a proposal real quick, put some time and effort into planning. Then we briefed the, the mayor and then the county commission several times, and they, they voted to support it, and now we have a veteran center. Now, with the Veterans Community Center, is that building staffed on a daily basis as well? So the county has the veteran service officer, Dominic Grimaldi, and his assistant, Susan Brown. They're in the building from, I think, 8 to 4.30, Monday through Friday, and they handle claims. So if you, anything to do with the VA. So if you have funeral questions about funeral rights or funeral um, services, the benefits for um, your, your, your disability benefits. So all of that kind of stuff, uh, Dominic and Susan will help you out. And then for the community center, I'm there. 
Uh, our hours are from like 12 to 4, but I'm there 8.30 in the morning until some nights like tonight. I'll be there till 8, 8.30 tonight because there are different groups meeting. So we're open a lot in the evenings for different groups that meet. Um, and then we're fleshing out the days during the day to have activities for veterans to come and, and um, meet together and, and develop those those relationships. So the new Veterans Community Center not only now provides a home for meetings for different veterans groups, it also, I guess, links a lot of veterans to getting aid that they may need, getting you know questions answered to needed health services and insurance, all those things. It does. Dominic is great, and he's very very busy he's got appointments all day every day you know uh, he's constantly has somebody walking in asking for for help so we do that and then on the community center side we're working more on um, the CDC testified before Congress over the summer that their veteran suicide rate increases by 25% in isolation right so veterans that are isolated and don't interact uh, commit suicide 25% higher right so part of the building's goal is to reduce that number by bringing veterans to meet and uh, so hang out or, or develop those friendships, relationships with other veterans. Um, one of the challenges I think a lot of veterans have is the relationships you form in the military are very, very quick, very, very fast, very, very deep. Um, your bosses with, uh, you know, you look back, your bosses really knew you and they really cared about you um, to, to a greater or larger, you know, different degrees of course, but um, when you get out, you don't have that. Right, like nobody's stuck with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week on deployment, you know, wherever you're at. So um, you don't have those kind of relationships, and that's part of the goal of bringing this building back together. So when you're isolated, and and you know your mind starts swirling out of control, uh, bad things can happen. So one of the ideas is to try to bring folks back together uh, in a, in an effort to reduce that suicide rate. And then going back to Barbara Pitto, uh, with the upcoming event, the Veterans Day ceremony that will be taking place on the downtown square, events like that really, I think, build the veteran community in a lot of positive ways. It brings veterans together, and it also brings the community out to say thank you to a lot of the veterans. Yes, many took an oath at some point in their life and have never stepped away from that commitment like Brian and others who have chosen to spend and invest most of their time helping veterans now navigate through life. Um, the commitment to their country and their families they served, but they're so often very humble about their service and they have so often become a very quiet presence in our community. So my generation has been so blessed to have veterans as part of my life and I just uh, really pray that our younger generation gets to have the opportunity to meet and interact with veterans, to be able to hear their stories, to listen to their wisdom, and to be able to glean how to live life by seeing these veterans, men and women. And this Veterans Day, I think, um, you know, I'd always like to ask our our veterans to please wear your colors proudly whether it's an insignia or a cap so that when I'm out in public with my grandchildren I can say look there's a veteran and we're going to honor him let's go shake his hand or let's say thank you and those are the things that are just part of my passion about being a part of this weekend and bringing our veterans 
to a specific place in a day this week that we can say thank you. So I'm going to brag on a homeschool group who has contacted me and said they made crafts they want to bring to the veterans. And so they're bringing crafts. And I'm so excited. I don't know what they're going to be. So come to the courthouse square and get your craft. And I know you were talking about how this started 26 years ago with Elsie Stem. Do you know that backstory of how all of that got started? I wish I knew more, but I know that she was a veteran wife, and it was in honor of of her husband. She wrote poetry, and it was often included in the programs. And so, you know, I have some of those in the past, but uh, that's not what I brought with me this morning. So I, I don't have, but I know... Like your dad, Bart, knew Miss Elsie. I never met her. And how many different groups are going to be involved in this ceremony on the downtown square? Well, there may be more than I realize, but at this point, um, the um, my mind's going to go blank here, so I don't want to leave anybody <laughs> out. So... But you've got a, a lot of different to... veteran groups, and then on top of that, are there also different schools involved who, who all made it happen so this is just something that uh, individuals who volunteer are you know bringing it all together and it kind of comes together in the last few days so that's a that's the truth um we do suggest that you may want to bring your lawn chair we do have folding chairs for the veterans um but for others who may, you know, lots of families and all. So you may want to bring a bag chair just in case. And uh, we're going to hope for really nice weather and just having a good time to support our veterans. And again, that's this coming Friday, uh, 11 o'clock. Well, 11-11, is that when it officially starts or does mm -hmm. it get underway at 11? At 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. That was the moment that the armistice was signed. And this is an uh, honoring of that uh, um Armistice from a Latin word arms that meant stopping, and it was the stopping of the war originally. So it was um, between the Allied nations and Germany that went into effect the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, and that is the reason it was in 1918. It was supposed to be the war to end all wars. It was later in 1954 that it was uh, determined to change it to Veterans Day instead of the word Armistice Day. And again, this is an event open to everybody in the community, of course, free to attend, but it's right in front of the downtown courthouse. Yes, there's a, a memorial monument that is on the southeast square of the courthouse, and it was uh, erected by the Veterans of Foreign Wars uh, in 1977. Uh, it was rededicated, and so we have been adding names unfortunately adding names um, to those who honored the men and women of rutherford county who served and dedicated their um this by the supreme sacrifice of their life and their names are inscribed there and, and again going back to brian morris who is the coordinator of the community the, the rutherford county veterans community center how important is it to have not only events like this take place on Veterans Day just to remind local residents who never served in the military the importance of those who are in the military? It's very important. Um, military or support for veterans kind of is cyclical depending on how um, 
what's going on in the world, right? So immediately post in my lifetime, so I'm 48, so in my lifetime, um, immediately post um, Desert Shield, Desert Storm, there was a whole lot of support for veterans. So in 91, 92, 93, but by 96, 97, when I was on active duty, you know, we, we were definitely treated better than Vietnam veterans were treated, but you know, we were just, nobody ever said thank you to me until after 9-11, right? So as 9-11 becomes more of a memory, I think the push on veterans causes by the, the government as, you know, like larger scale um, may start to, to diminish. So it's super important that we recognize and honor those who have come before us as a veteran and uh, bring to light the importance of this, of, of respecting those and that service is critical for our, our country's continued success. Um, so serving the, the, their country in the military or finding service in another way. And that's one of the goals of the building of the Veterans Center is to help coordinate veterans veterans to continue to serve their community at large so and if somebody listening is a veteran or maybe they're married to a veteran and they would like to get more information on the community center or any of the services offered through the va how can they get a hold of somebody at the community center and what are the hours there so um i don't have dominic's phone number with me but if you call my phone number is 615-624-7197 that's the phone number for the community center that phone number again is 615-624-7197 i can set get you in touch with with dominic and susan and my uh, email is info at rutherfordvetcenter.com and then from there they'll be able to ask questions learn about different meetings being held there that is correct Okay. And I'd like to plug one thing if I can. Yeah. On Wednesday, we have vet talk at the vet center. So from nine to 11 in the morning, coffee, donuts, muffins, and just some, uh, you know, some folks sitting around shooting the breeze, telling sea stories and war stories and uh, convincing each other that they're true. So we're just, uh, it's a good, good time. And if you're, if you'd like to come, you don't have to stay for the whole time. Just swing by, grab a cup of coffee, spend some time, some fellowship, um, make so some new that- friends every wednesday no right now it is just the second wednesday of each month it just happens to be this wednesday we're working on expanding that once we get uh, more folks involved all right so second wednesday of each month and that is at the new rutherford county veterans community center and for those who are wondering where it is it's behind the rutherford county archives building which is close to moab bikes and that is correct uh, the address is 439 rice street so 439 rice street again the new rutherford county veterans community center and then once more coming up this coming friday starting at 11 on the downtown square is a special ceremony to take place for veterans day and once more that's 11 o'clock and then barbara what time do you expect that to be over so it's about a one hour program of course uh, we've asked brian morris to be our keynote speaker so if he talks longer it'll be his fault if we go (laughs) no i'm teasing so we're so happy to have brian join us it's been a pleasure to get to know him through this process and we're planning big things for the upcoming uh, uh you know years together i think we'll we make a good team. So uh, it also reminded me that he introduced me to Jojo Johnson, and she was telling me there's support for couples in the military and for women uh, military. Yes. We're the VA has um, the military is a lot more diverse than it ever has been, right? Um, so there are a lot more women veterans now than there. Are, obviously, every generation there's more women veterans um, that they have special special requirements that are different than guys. They relate different to circumstances. Different things happen to them that happen to men. Um, so there definitely is a big push in the VA to uh, 
embrace those changes. And we're working with Joanna Johnson about having a women's veteran group meeting at the building. So that's in the works. I haven't quite locked down the date, the date and time yet, but that is definitely something that's going to be coming um, in the next couple of months. Sounds great. Again, this morning we've been talking about veterans and also the upcoming event, which will take place this coming Friday for Veterans Day, the special Veterans Day ceremony starting at 11 o'clock on the downtown square. Thank you both for joining us this morning. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. Time right now, 8.33. Coming up during the second half of the program, we'll be joined by the Rutherford County Property Assessor, Rob Mitchell. That comes your way next on WGNS, so make sure you stay with us. A check on the forecast comes your way in just a minute, and also the traffic conditions right now. We'll check into that next. Come on, we're going to be late to the cookout. I was just packing up my famous mac and cheese. I hope you packed the Pepto, too. Huh? Pepto-Bismol provides fast relief from heartburn and indigestion. You know, that uncomfortable feeling after you eat too much and after the deviled eggs, baked beans, and barbecue ribs? You're going to need it. Barbecue ribs? I should probably pack an extra shirt, too. (laughs) Good call. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Pepto-Bismol. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Hey, listener, welcome to Lemu's Karaoke Lounge, where Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need, and the music never stops. Hit it! There's an emu with a full-time job. His partner's Doug, but Lemu's the heartthrob. Grubs and worms, that's what Lemu eats. Gotta fuel up to save you money and hit the streets! Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. We'll see partial sunshine developing here this afternoon, high in the mid-70s. Northeast winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy alone near 55. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 63. Good morning. Still heavy, but it's moving 24 out through the Hickory Hollow area. Lots of radar out here on 840, especially as you get closer to Williamson County over there around 65. Uh, give yourself a little bit of extra time out here uh, on all the interstate routes because of radar, especially. Ripley's Gatlinburg, your one-stop destination for family fun. Check them out online, ripleys.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. The sunrise puffs up above the horizon. So glad to see you today. I'm Amy Watson. And I'm Ben Hill. Welcome to News Channel 5 this morning. Time to fill your day with something more than a routine. This is Sky 5 Live as uh, every day there's a brand new skyscraper (laughs) going up. This is where we connect. Come on, y'all. We are alive. We are well. Laugh. (laughs) See the beauty of the morning. When you look out this morning in that sunrise, you get the prettiest picture. News Channel 5 helps you out the door. Traffic anchor Rebecca Schleicher joins us now with the latest. The good news is there are pretty easy alternate routes. With something more than news, weather, and traffic. News Channel 5's Nick Barris is in our Good News Alert <laughs> Center this morning. Take a good look girl, right there at this dark room. It's something to lift your spirits. Wow. If that doesn't get you going, then we need to have a chit-chat. Ben, Amy, Leland, Nikki D, Rebecca, and Nick. We are here to get you yeah. revved up and going. A better day. Wednesday is day. Starts this morning. News Channel 5 this morning. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. 
Right now that time, 8.37, you're tuned to WGNS on this Monday morning, today, the 7th of November. And now join us for the second half of the program. We have Rob Mitchell, the Rutherford County Property Assessor. Rob, how are you this morning? Doing great, doing great. Thanks for having me this wonderful Monday. Definitely. Well, we have seen a lot of changes, and you've seen a lot of changes in your short time in office as well. I say short time. How many years has it been now? Been in 10 years. 10 years, and over that time period, we have really grown. We have grown a tremendous amount. It's... uh, you know, I was looking back this morning when I when I first took office, we the the total appraised value of Rutherford County was uh, around twelve billion dollars. Now it's fifty two billion. Wow! Our assessed value for property taxes is fourteen billion dollars, which means that for every uh, penny on the tax rate, there's about uh, $1,400,000 in property taxes that are generated, and that's that's a tremendous amount. So that kind of growth that we have experienced, it, what, I'm curious, how have other counties kept up with Rutherford County? How have they compared over that same time span when you look at some of the, some of the neighboring areas or maybe all across the state? Well, all all of Mid-State is growing tremendously, but Rutherford County has exceeded everybody else. Part of that's because our property values, we still have the lowest median house price in all of Middle Tennessee. And the the counties that are adjacent, we're lower than Wilson. We're much lower than Williamson County. uh, We're lower than Sumner. Uh, So the counties that, that people look to move to, that are contingent to Davidson County, where it's kind of the economic engine for Middle Tennessee, we're still the most affordable neighborhood to move to. And when you look at some of the neighboring areas, at least me from the outside looking in, I look at Wilson County as most similar to Rutherford County in a lot of ways. They have had a lot of new growth with new businesses. I mean new shopping centers, I mean, just all kinds of stuff throughout Wilson County. So I look at them as the most similar in a lot of ways to Rutherford County. What what area would you compare? Uh, I would. I, I, would com- I would compare of the continued counties. Wilson is the most similar to us. Uh, we, we share an interstate system. Uh, the they're a little bit closer to Davidson County than, than we are with their population center, with the exception of Laverne. Uh, they have Mount Juliet, which is adjacent. We have Laverne, which is adjacent. Uh, but it's, they, are, they are the most similar, uh, I believe, to Rutherford County. And I've seen, in some instances, Rutherford and Wilson County work together to bring in different businesses. And, and we've seen that happen where maybe a, a corporate office will open in Rutherford County and then they'll have manufacturing facilities in nearby Wilson County or vice versa. But we've already seen that occur. So it's good to have neighbors who, who we can work with. Oh, it, it definitely is. Uh, we, we have a great working relationship with all of our neighbors. Uh, uh, I'm sure Mayor Joe Carr has an excellent working relationship with with the county mayors in in the surrounding area. Uh, we have a great working relationship with 
the assessors in the surrounding communities to, to try to make sure that if somebody else knows how to do something, uh, don't try to recreate the wheel, <laughs> just replicate excellence. <laughs> Again with us this morning, Rutherford County Property Assessor Rob Mitchell. People have recently gotten their notices in the mail, that the letter saying, you know, your appraised value for your property is XYZ. What what are residents seeing, and are they going to have to pay more on property taxes? How is all this I guess, kind of playing out? Well, uh, th that's a great question. Uh, 2022, this is a reappraisal year. Revaluation year and equalization happens once every four years in Rutherford County. So everyone back in May got a little happy notice saying, your net value has, your, has gone up. Your net worth has increased by X amount of dollars based on the property that you own. Uh, that wasn't a one-year increase. That was an increase from the last time the values were set, which was in 2018. So we had a substantial increase in the net worth of all Rutherford Countyans. Uh, the revenue neutral rate, which is calculated by state law, is based on the median value of property in Rutherford County. We had about a 42% increase in residential properties well actually 42 percent overall about 44 percent in residential properties so the revenue neutral rate is based on the median increase in residential properties that was reestablished so that if your if your median value which is around three hundred and sixty five thousand dollars if that's the 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 value of your home you probably will not see an increase in the taxes that you pay because our property taxes went down from uh, on county uh, the county rate from 221 to a dollar 61.62 so that was a substantial decrease that's the the largest decrease that we were able to find on record of the property taxes uh, with with the resetting so we're at historic low property value rates but we are at historically high value in our property so one goes up, the other goes down. And I'm thinking back to 2018. You said that was the last time that everything was reappraised. And at the start of 2018 and into 2019, a three-bedroom house with, I don't know, let's say 3,500 square feet, if it was selling for about four fifty to 500000 in 2018 and into 2019, that price held, it didn't really... I guess the, the real estate market didn't really start to skyrocket until the very end of 2019 into 2020. So that $500,000 house all of a sudden was priced at six fifty, And the next thing we know, it's at eight fifty in 2021. But it really did go up that quickly from 2018 into 2020, then 2021. And it continues. It, it does. Uh, there, there has been a cooling in the market with interest rates and stuff going up. But the scarcity of available inventory out there, uh, we're, we're back to a normal, a more normal market with the number of days that a house is being listed for. Uh, it, it's not selling in seven days now uh, or three days. It may take 30 before it actually sells, which is a more normalized cycle. It's, it's, it's not the crazy stuff that was going on. Part of that is scarcity. We have a, and 
an average shortage of about 2,500 homes. Uh, in Rutherford County, historically, uh, based upon people wanting to upsize and move up or new people moving in, we're growing by about 9,000 people a year and, and have been for the last four or five years. You, you simply can't provide places for people to live and raise a family and not expect prices to go up when you have an inventory shortage. Compounded with that is the anomaly of real estate investment trusts, which are coming in and buying up available homes. They have algorithms that will tell them, oh, this house is hitting the market. They scan the MLS listings. They'll say a three-bedroom, two-bath house in this school zone. It's priced at this. Okay, we'll buy it. And they'll have a cash offer within 12 hours. So very few people moving into the market, you or I, could close on a house in that amount of time. But these large real estate investments companies do, and then they turn it into rental property. And once it becomes rental property, it's pretty much forever removed from the market, which uh, anywhere from 5 to 10% of our total real estate uh, single-family residential homes are owned by real estate investment trusts. Now, is that true in some of the neighborhoods with some of the larger houses? Uh, let's say, for example, Riverbend and Northwoods, places like that. Are some of those properties also becoming rental? Uh, I, I, there may be. I haven't seen any specifically in there, but there are in uh, Breckenridge. Uh, there are in oh, Regency. Uh, there are in oh when you when it, you look at like Evergreen Farms, Evergreen you, Farms you know, is rife. Evergreen Farms is rife with them. And That's, that used to be a neighborhood where folks who are brand new to Murphy's Road starting their family, maybe have a a one child and another on the way. That's where they would move when they moved to Murphy's Bro, but right. not anymore because. A lot of those are owned by, like you were saying, companies that rent them out. Well, and, and they, they have a very um, robust marketing system. They, they, will, they will market and say, well, people don't want to own houses anymore. They don't expect to ever own their house. And they've even gone on record as saying, you don't own your house anyway, even when you have a mortgage. You don't, you don't really own it. The bank really owns it. So you're just paying us and we'll take care of all of the maintenance for you if you need to have it. So why, why bother? And, and, you know, people that don't understand how things work, it's a compelling argument. But it's because people haven't been educated into how finances work. Uh, so it's know, a marketing system, if you It's a would. marketing system. If you've, if you've ever seen the movie uh, It's a Wonderful Life, I, I often quote it. Mr. Potter wants everybody to live in Potterville. He wants he wants to own everything. So if if a company wants to own everything, why shouldn't we own it ourselves? The average transfer, Scott, of wealth. Uh, the average family that owns their home is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars wealthier than a family that rents. The average wealth is. Uh, $7,000 uh, for a rental family. It's over $250,000 for a family that owns their home. That transfer of wealth is real. 
and it's transferring to corporate entities rather than to families in the community. And that's something that we really need to take a hard look at how we address that in the future. Rutherford County Property Assessor Rob Mitchell this morning on the air with us. I'm curious, do you have an idea of how many people in Rutherford County own their own home outright without having a loan on it versus how many people finance their home and is currently financed or how many people are renters? Well, I, I, I do know that there are... Uh, there are around 60,000 that the tax bills, and, and Ted Beatty will have to correct me on this, I think I believe that there's about 60,000 bills that are billed to mortgage companies. So that would, that would leave out of 94, 95,000 single-family residential homes, not including condos, we have about 107,000 total. So that would, that would leave forty or fifty thousand that own their property outright. So that forty or fifty thousand, they either own their property outright, or or maybe they have just a very small lien against the house for who knows what, maybe in addition to the home or something like that. Uh, but that that number, forty thousand or so owning their property outright, is a good number. It seems like for our area. That that is that, that's real wealth. That's people that are able to. Uh, have disposable income that are able to buy the things that our local merchants produce and sell. Uh, home ownership is great for the community. People that own their own homes are more engaged. They're more engaged citizens. They're more engaged parents. They're more concerned. People that rent, they're not invested in the community. It's it's not unlike in 2007 when people were upside down in their homes with 107% loans and suddenly the market crashes they have no investment in those homes they they truly don't own the homes because they're upside down so they'll walk uh, they just walk away from it and that's that's what that's the risk if the market turns bad these homes that are rental homes the people will walk away from them They'll walk away from their leases just as they walked away from the mortgages. That's not good for a community. Uh, a statistic that Mayor Jason Cole gave me out in, in Lake Forest in the last 12 months in a subdivision of 2,500, and that's the largest single concentration of REITs in Rutherford counties in Lake Forest Estates. They've had over 4,000 calls in the last 12 months to 911 with wow. police coming out. So there is a definite cost and an impact on the community that is tangible and measurable that real estate investment trusts do. Again, Rutherford County Property Assessor Rob Mitchell with us this morning. we got to take a short break, and we'll come right back. And when we come back, I, I do want to talk more, learn a little bit more about those who recently moved into our county over the last couple of years when that spike did occur in the price of houses because i'm curious will those folks be able to hold on to their house right out that price and be able to pay those monthly payments because we did see a huge increase in the cost of houses again rob mitchell with us this morning you're listening to wgns and time right now is 8:53. so stay with us 
I am very pleased with Adam's Place. All the people are very kind. I've got everything I need. And the caregivers come in and say, what can I do for you? Or do you need anything? We're talking with Betty Atterbury. Adams Place, one of the best places in Rutherford County. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All that's news, your afternoon local news, traffic, and weather update with Matt Lane. Weekday afternoons, 440 until all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good morning. Still heavy, but it's moving 24 out through the Hickory Hollow area. Lots of radar out here on 840, especially as you get closer to Williamson County over there around 65. Uh, give yourself a little bit of extra time out here uh, on all the interstate routes because of radar, especially. Ripley's Gatlinburg, your one-stop destination for family fun. Check them out online, ripleys.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Right now that time, 8.55, you're listening to WGNS and Rutherford County Property Assessor Rob Mitchell on the air with us this morning. So before that break, I was saying a lot of people purchased homes over the last couple of years when the prices were sky high. You know, they were buying homes for $900,000 that a lot of people who grew up here paid sometimes three fifty four. dollars a number of years back and just a few years ago those same houses were five hundred thousand dollars so all these new people coming into our area spending 900 grand on a home are they going to be able to afford to continue to make payments on those homes or how did they pay for them uh, a lot of them have no payments scott uh just to give you an example my my wife's cousin lives in san francisco and he has a 1000 foot cottage square feet it has a point, let me get this right, point one two acre lot. Tiny. Tiny. You know what the market value on that is? No clue. $3.5 million. Wow. So 1,000 so, square feet for $3.5 million in California. Yeah. So when, when, they, when they cash out, they come here cash flush. They can buy a mansion for that amount of money and have cash left over. Uh, one family, the parents relocated here. They bought a nice house, and the prices were so low, they bought another one and moved their kids in and just gave them the home because they said it's going to be years anyway when we die. Uh, Kiplinger Magazine recently came out that Tennessee is the fourth lowest-priced state for middle-class families to live in the United States. We're number four. And for retirees, uh, we're in the top 10 places to retire to. 
it's because we're we're very low tax now the prices are creeping up uh, we're at about in the middle Tennessee area we're about at the national average but there are parts of Tennessee that are well below the national average in prices of homes but the overall tax structure our property taxes uh, in Rutherford County we're below the median average a $300,000 home in Rutherford County is going to be about $2,200 in county property taxes paid. That's half the national average. We're a very low property tax state, and we have no state income tax. So we're extraordinarily affordable to live. People move from these high-tax states. They come here. They can afford to purchase their homes outright and have money left over and that's what a lot of them are doing and that's why the prices in middle tennessee have shot through the roof so much now you look back let's say 10 years ago somebody being able to pay cash for their house or pay their house off in just a couple of years that was something you didn't hear of much no now fast forward 10 years to 2022 that's happening but is this going to present a huge problem for those who've grown up here and who have you know, worked here over the years and continue to call Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, Smyrna home? It, it is. If if our wages don't keep up with the cost of living increases, and part of that is the cost to, to buy a home, then people will start looking to adjacent counties. Just as they did in Davidson County, people were leaving Davidson County. They are coming to Rutherford. Uh, Rutherford Countyans as the prices continue to go up, we may end up moving to our, our citizens, maybe moving to Coffee County or Cannon County or some adjacent county that's within a 35, 40-minute drive in to work in Rutherford County. So we need, we need to do an extraordinarily concentrated effort on attracting the types of industries that have higher paying jobs so that the the citizens can find employment and work in areas that they can afford to live. Again, with us this morning, Rutherford County Property Assessor Rob Mitchell. We only have about a second left. So, Rob, as we close this morning, folks can go to the County Property Assessor's website to learn more about the value of their home and and much more information too, right? Yes, they can. And, Scott, I want to put a pitch in for Smart Rutherford before we go. If you have uh, an Android phone, you can simply say, Hey, Google, talk to Smart Rutherford. And then you'll be prompted to set your address. And then you can find out. Your phone will tell you. Smart Rutherford app will tell you what the value of your home is and what it's assessed for property taxes. We're the only community in the nation to have that function. Very cool. Again, Rob Mitchell with us this morning, property assessor for Rutherford County. We're broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios. Middle Tennessee Electric, supplying the good neighbor station with power near the historic downtown square. Middle Tennessee Electric, your power supply since 1936.